Hello and welcome to another episode of the Engaged Podcast. I'm Jamie. I'm Simon. And today we are going to be talking all about the sci-fi series by Seth MacFarlane, The Orville. So this has been one of the episodes I've wanted to do for quite some time. Um, like a lot of episodes in the past I've wanted to do, so it's nice we get into this one. So yeah, this one will just be literally just us giving our, our thoughts on yeah, at the time we're recording this, they are on three seasons, but who knows if there's going to be more in the future. If that does happen, no doubt we'll do an updated one. With yeah, like a part two happens. or something, maybe. But yeah, so we've got three seasons. Who knows with that? Yeah. Um, but let's just say we have thoughts. I have lots of thoughts. Yeah. Mixed thoughts, and I think um, Jamie has similarly mixed thoughts. And I think he's got chatting to me, and I he, I've sold him on a few things. Just be like, yeah, not keen on that. Yeah, you're right with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, so um, the Orville overall has let me think, fourteen, thirty-six, six episodes. Yep. So you had uh, twelve for one, fourteen for two, and just ten for season three. Uh, the length, actually, the lengths of the episodes. Did change from season to season, so I think it was about 40, like 43, 44 for one, about 48, 50 for two, and season three it varied, but it was normally about an hour plus. I think I think the longest episode was actually almost an hour and a half, effectively the length of a feature film. Well, what's interesting about it is that obviously it came out, it got released in the US September 10th, 2017. Jamie saw it pretty much soonish afterwards from the get go yeah uh, I've only ever watched The Orville through twice um, the second time I hadn't se- I hadn't seen season one or two since those seasons came out so for me I'd forgot particularly from the first season I'd forgot a lot of things whereas for me I only started watching it since 15th September 2021 when it finally came out by Disney Plus and oddly opposite to Jamie I've seen it quite a few times. I've yes. watched back one and two quite often. Yeah. So, it, it's, I've experienced it quite a few times. Mm. Normally, these sort of things, it's kind of, oh, yeah, I watched it once. and Yeah, I do like the own of it. I've watched it longer, but watched it less. You've watched it a less amount of time, but That's more. Disney Plus for you, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, um, should we start with our, our initial thoughts were when we first started? Yeah, I have got to point out some might have changed since yeah. I first watched it some still maintain um, and then there's quite a few notes from the most recent watch also can I just point out the Rick thing yeah in the blurb there will also be a, a link to a video for our friend Rick over at Starbase66 he did an Ambrose table on it and I think it's well worth a watch so there's a link to the the, the stream in there well yeah. worth wasn't watch. that recorded was it last year August 2022 yeah, yeah that's about right yeah. it's about an hour 20-ish mm. and it's a nice good round discussion and I think there's a few points we'll probably hit the same sort of notes but well worth watching give him a bit of support because I listened to I remember saving that video watching it back a few days later and going yeah that, that was interesting I, I remember that for Dorville sprang around to us doing this and I 100% completely forgot where the hell it was. I actually had to email Rick or message him on Facebook and went, you did a thing on Norville, can you send me the linky link to it? And he thought she managed to find it for me and actually sent me an MP3. That's great, yeah. 
And you know, he's just sitting there going, I should have actually done what... Because I saved it at the time, and I mm. should have just held on to it. But yeah, go and check it out, because I think it's a really interesting mm. thing. Yeah. Um, so, I... Uh, there are quite a few similar notes for me where kind of which I don't agree with now but this is what my initial thoughts were expensive fan film very similar to a BBC sitcom Hyperdrive from 2006 um, television series of Organic Sequest which I don't think is quite fair these days but that's what's my initial because that's the thing I was not keen at the start was I Jamie I really wasn't keen and it's taken me a long time to enjoy it what it is mm. um, I'll, I'll get the because uh, the, there's two that still stick out for me Kelly's cleavage is distracting in the season 2 finale the road not taken Jamie agreed with me in that one it is very <laughs> distracting the whole way through just like oh for god's sake but is that a pro or is that a con though <laughs> it's just a fact and in a similar vein, the scavenger ship looks like the Prometheus or Dalius from the Stargate franchise. I don't know which one it is because we're not that keen on the You're Stargate not. franchise. No. The two that still maintain, and I think there's one that Jamie would definitely grew on, the other one Jamie would just go, eh, whatever, I never thought of it. Um, Dorville's ship design doesn't work for me. The Compton Drive ne- needs to have an even number of engines, and I think it needs four. So recently, I was able to get the Eagle Moss model, so I'm very happy. And obviously, it's got three engines at the back. And obviously, that third ring comes out right in front of the bloody shuttle bay, which I've never understood. The third ring, that's technically the second. Yeah, whatever, the middle one. Yeah, the middle one, the second ring. So you come out, and it's right there. So what I think, what how I would have designed it, is I would have had it like that. Okay. So there's four, so you have a clear way out. Oh, of the shuttle bay. Oh, okay. So that that so having three, so that middle one is obstructing the shuttle bay. Yeah, have a look. So can you see the shuttle bay from where you're sitting? Uh, not really, no. Have exactly. I... So because if you're looking at it from the back, you cannot see it. Yeah. So you've got to go up over it or down underneath it. Yeah. Whereas if you had four, you'd have a nice clear. Do you think though? That that is a purposeful design to protect the shuttle bay itself. Like if it gets if like if the ship is hit from behind or something, it. There was a problem for Star Trek. Or either that, or you just space out the engines a bit because more. Because the thing is with it, there's no distinctive rule for quantum drives in the Orville universe. Hmm. If you look, the smaller ones have two, and the bigger ones also have like three. Hmm. The crew ships don't necessarily have they have like four points but I don't not sure if they're actually connected to quantum drive mm. obviously the um, well I mean the other the other way I'd do it would I'd just space it out a little bit more so you've got a bit more space between the engines and that way the shuttle bay is not being obstructed but that's just a, my personal opinion because I again I'm a really big shit geek yeah yeah, this one is the one that still maintains to this day and is an issue that you'll see through my newer notes. And I think, again, this is where Jane will ruin me. Not enough character development, so the seasons are too short. Hmm. The character development, oh, for God's sake, that is one thing that irritates me. Yeah. Irritates me. You look at my notes yeah. and there are mm. so many things where I'm going... Why did you do that, not that? Why did you do this, not that? I, I do have to agree. I mean, that's something we'll go into when we're talking it through, but I, I do agree with that. 
Um, my initial thoughts, I didn't actually put it down here, but my initial thoughts were, you know, I think season one, I think I found it was very silly, very silly, very comedic, not one you really take seriously. Um, and two and three kind of, I said initial thoughts were more serious in tone in terms of the topics it was kind of going for. And I like the kind of change in balance. That was kind of my initial thoughts on it. I didn't really have any more anything more specific as I was watching through. Uh, but my initial thoughts have have changed, uh, particularly with regards to season one, which again is something I'm sure we'll we'll discuss. But that was my kind of initial thoughts with it when I first watched. But yeah, straight off the bat, I, I yeah, it's safe to say from even just kind of me and Simon just briefly talking about our initial thoughts. It's safe to say. I enjoyed the Orville more when it started, definitely. And I think it's sad to say I probably like it still more now than you probably do. My final note really says I really like the show, but I don't love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's something Jamie's known for a few weeks, so I have said that to him yeah. as part of my notes. He doesn't know most of what I've said. He knows some of them, but yeah. he doesn't know the majority of them. Yeah. Um. So how... Because, I mean, I, I don't know how you've organised your notes. So I've done kind of pros and cons and what I'd kind of... As ever, we've done completely different methods, but yeah. Yeah. I've done it kind of season one and then kind of onwards. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm quite sure how we should do this soon, really. Um, well, what I might do with mine, well, it's it's tough because I've got quite a lot of things I like. I've got like 14 things and I've got like seven things I didn't like. So maybe I'll just do like a few each or a couple of each of what I liked since dispersed that with one thing. Um, so I, I just find the world building's a bit lacking so one thing I said is I find it strange that there's no references to events aboard Dorville before the pilot yeah because I say that the old captain's retiring yeah so that's why Ed's getting um, promoted yeah but you hear no because th- it sounds as though that crew's been on that ship for a while seems like forever yeah so you'd have thought you would have got kind of oh yeah Roma retirement waters did X Y and Z, All and we get nada. Yeah. So I've, I've put I said one of the cons not finding anything about life on the Orville before Ed took command. The previous captain retired. What were they like, and how was that captain's relationship with the crew? Need to find out more about that as as you say, because you know that would have been really quite interesting. Because because a point I said to Jamie a few weeks ago was it is as though. It starts at the pilot, but actually, in reality, it started. It's been going for years. But for us, we're only hearing from the pilot, and it's just a bit strange. And it's a bit like what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, it's like it's like one of those kind of things where you watch something, you you experience it, and then like your memory is wiped. When you get like a memory wipe, say like before a certain point, it's just a bit strange because yeah. you you would have something even you'd get kind of either going oh we this reminds me of so and so or oh last birthday party yeah i mean that's the thing you didn't necessarily have to have an episode based on before the pilot but even just references to things pillar filler yeah that's what i'm after with that i just want pillar filler where it's a bit like oh yeah well we got bought like when they're getting bought to eat random crap yeah you just inspel that with oh yeah previously we got into this thing and yeah. like, this isn't the first time we've seen this like, yeah. and the whole and then again this is where oh no, no this is a big can of worm but again this is something that bothered me from day one 
it's it's not even in my notes, but it's day one. Right. And it bothers Jamie. The whole Clyde and Borders relationship that makes no sense. Oh at God, all. yeah, um, Clyde and I because I said obviously I'd only watched season one and two once, and I no, hadn't watched well, it in years. From, from day from the first time I watched, it, I was saying I can't stand that guy. He's yeah. bloody nuisance. Absolutely can't stand Clyde. He is well. He's effectively he is just. Absolutely. Well, he doesn't have any character development. No. Which someone, if you've got a husband in the, um, the fleet, surely you'd have some character development over the many years that he's been on board. Because Clyden is. A... He's had none, and they're right. going, how the hell does that work? Because, like, even with, like, Cassie Yates, like, there's a bit of movement, there's a bit of change in there, there's like. But Clyden has none of it. He only gets it, like, half an hour before the. Then the series, and he's just going, oh, for God's sake, like, seriously? Through everything they've been through, he's like, oh, I'm a Mocklin, and it's a bit like... Well, yeah, he ruined Topa's life, he ruined that guy, uh... Yeah, you would never let him get down from that, would no, you? No, 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 he is an arsehole, he really is an arsehole. Um, it's just, that just bothers me, because I just thought we should have some backstory for it, but it, again, is that part of Seth MacFarlane's limitations? Because I think that could be, because there's... I've said to you in the past, there's things they focus on when they really should have focused on something else. Because mm. I think, you said with Clyden, you know, he says, I think he says a lot in, in season three, like when he, redeem, I say, redeems himself a little bit. Um, oh, you know, I mean, what, what, what was it? Was it just because he'd lived in Mockland society and he grew up and this was indoctrinated in them all? Yeah, or? that's what the reasoning was. Yeah, which is, yeah, okay, that's fine but I don't know it's just seemed... I would have thought being in the union you would have been more open minded yeah but he really wasn't he really bought us yeah obviously but kind of no he really really wasn't and he was just I really grew to detest his character <laughs> so when moments where he kind of I think when um, I think you liked your Tala yeah just went off at him and just said don't ever speak to me again I don't even um, Kelly had a kind of moment as well didn't he yeah, oh yeah 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 yeah, so one of the one of the said one of the things I do have uh, really hate Kylan's character is just such a it's just what I've, I've literally put. So I really hate Kylan's character, such a bigoted arsehole, ruins Hopus life and the Mocklin I think Lomar has some redeeming uh, rede- redemption at the end, but not enough. I mean, it makes you wonder why Portus took him back. Always <laughs> with him, but yeah, yeah, I just no, really just. And then, you know, one of the other things uh, as well, I think, I don't think I'd put it here. Um, we kind of, you kind of thought up the point of uh, not focusing enough on things, which kind of does lead me onto one of my other points, which I'm sure you've put. So, Lamar and, Ty- uh, Lamar and Tyler's relationship comes out of nowhere. I wouldn't even call it relationship. Wasn't I had that. to. I had to change my notes. I had to put relationship in quote marks because yeah. it's in one episode and that's it. Pass me a pen, please. <laughs> Any of those will do. Got a couple of blue. Oh, just one. Okay, then I'm going to change that then. So, because uh, uh, so. it is, and it's one episode and that's that. And it the, just. But the problem with I found with particularly three. Is things get introduced and there's like no payoff, like the whole. Like, oh, oh, let's pull out that. Yeah. 
the whole... So I'll just continue what I'm saying about this. So not enough build-up and it ends abruptly. Despite a viable reason, it makes you wonder what the point was. You know, it needed more screen time, along with Ed's relationship with upper in speech marks, Janelle Tyler. Yes. Again, is that a point I sent race to you? Yeah, you did. I yeah. want to go back to that, because that's a big deal for me. Okay. The problem I have with it is Domino. The way they just just magically introduce. Like, because there was no mention of it. Like, week before... You know, oh, we're at war with the Kalon. Oh, we're at war with the Kalon. There's no way we can win this thing. Oh, yep, yeah, we've got a weapon now. And you're going, um, how, who, what, when, and why? Oh, yeah, do you know? That's, I do not, I, I didn't even cross my mind, but actually, that is a very, very good point, yeah. Stuff yeah, really. like that, and you're just going, what in God's name are you on about? Oh, we've been at war with them forever. They've cost millions of people's lives. Oh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna help them, but we're on their side now. Oh, now there's a line between, oh, what are they not Clunes and the Krill. And you're going, yeah, when? Forgive me. Again, part of this you can put down to, you know, even with the delayed introduction of Charlie and her um, interactions with Isaac, mm. you could, I could argue that was a bit delayed as well because that is a whole what half a season after mm. identity mm. and it's just going great you've you talk about they live in the room but timing man like I left it, it too late time, yeah. Right? yeah I think yeah. she's a great addition mm. and I compare her to Dr. Plasky. Mm. She comes in, shakes it up a bit, like Plasky did in season yeah. two. I mean, effectively, she's what, nine episodes, but for one season character, they did a great I job. I like her, I know there's a lot of people that don't quite like her because of her brash attitude, but I quite like her in the way that she actually. Again, it's the odd Esri Dax of it, where she has character development mm. in that period, whereas Klein's been in bloody 36 episodes. And there's no character room. He's been, and he's had 35 episodes, and suddenly it's, oh yes, ta-da, I'm a new man. And you're going, for poop, bloody sake. Like, you've had multiple opportunities to go, oh, I see the light, oh, I have to change, I'm, okay, I've, I've got that's, it wrong. Because that's the thing, you know, you see, that's the thing. That's what you need to, and the thing is, they could have done this with Clinton, because there's, there's those, those key episodes in season one where, you know... Um, it's a girl. About a girl. Yeah. Then you had obviously the one in season two. What's the name of it? It's uh, a second page. Is it Deflectors? Yeah, yeah, I don't, can't see without looking, but yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, might be that one. Yeah, I think it's about right. Um, and then, you know, so you could have had him gradually changing over that period, but no, he just stays the same all the way along. And but whereas Charlie, as you said, you've got that whole thing of, and this is a wonderful irony. I like so you've got um, great shift in dynamics with different species. So the union has an alliance with the Mocklands or whatever with the crew against the Kalon. By the end of the series, the union and Kalon against the crew and Mocklands. But what I like is that Charlie played. You, you needed more of that. You need to see how that changed. It was just it, it shouldn't have been just a click of your fingers. That's it, obviously. Um, but one of the things I like is how Charlie plays a pivotal role in. She really hates Isaac and then the Kalons. Kind of comes to understand them a bit better. Kind of, you know, she 
she's still obviously kind of you know hostile towards him understandably because of what happened to her friend Amanda um, well girlfriend really well yeah she's Possibly. enough of her isn't she yeah um, and then oh we should have started by saying spo- um, spoiler oh yeah spoiler alert oh. <laughs> so we'll go back 20 seconds a spoiler alert guys yeah we are going to be spoiling things sorry <laughs> um but then she was kind of key in bringing them together, Kane and Union together, because like I said effectively what happened for. Said spoiler alert. Where's what she did for um, the older toy boy, where yeah. she, um, me, where she fixed Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. In the first episode of season three. Yeah. And she just sort of says, "Oh, it's not for not for you. It's for actually for." his conscience yeah and the thing was you know and I like the fact that the t- it's because I think that episode what Domino was it it didn't just refer to the new weapon that you know that the uh, union have miraculously built but where they fall like where the cannon ships fall like dominoes but it's also Charlie's actions at the end saving everyone and that has that has a big effect I must admit. It's the needs of the many outweigh the needs of one or yeah. the few. And, it's that whole. And that eulogy was just what Ed Dick gave and even Isaac. It was just beautiful. I must admit, I did get teary eyed. I'm not going to lie. It was really emotional. Um, Shall we talk about some things we, we liked? Because um, I feel like we're kind of. <laughs> well, it's, it is a very mixed show. That's yeah. why, again, I, I like it, but I don't love it because <laughs> it has got issues. I wish we could have seen more of the alien species and planets seen in the union. It's a. And I put it the very closed universe is only a set number of plot devices they only they go back to and it, mm. it's a bit irritating. So the Kelly Planet, they go back to the time machine device and they go back to the, What uh, in season three? Topa. In season three. Or just generally. Yeah, just it's just like every so often it's just oh we're gonna bring that back out again. It's a bit like oh come on, you've got a whole universe out there and you keep true. showing true. Like, the cruel um, planet you, so you only see like four major species. You True. don't revisit anywhere else. However, but there's a whole union in that council, but we don't meet any of them. True. However, I will say against that as a counterpoint. Um, What's well, that counterpoint? But it does, in a way, it does work to an advantage. I think it's good world building, character it's building. Not enough though. So you get obviously Ed. So in season one, obviously they encounter the krill. Which I that's an episode I do have issues with, but <laughs> but you meet um oh, what's the uh, you t- thinking too hard, Jamie? But whatever it's well, you know they okay they don't know nothing. I so say Ed and Gordon infiltrate Quill ship. They don't know nothing about the Quill. I understand you don't know that. How many times I've heard this guy? I've heard this about. Three yeah, but it's times. a valid point. Yeah, I, I get they're not going to know how to act. I get they're not going to know how to act. That's fair enough. But for me, it's the way they act, and it just seems like the crew are like a military kind of society, and like they don't pick up. It, it's, it's too. It's season one all over. It's Jamie. too slow. It's too because they act just weird, and it's like, which is understandable because I don't know what the, they don't know much about the crew, but it, the crew just it just they take it's just you have to suspend your disbelief too much for me. That was my issue um, of a with, science fiction show. Yeah, with that episode, it's just. <laughs> It's just too far-fetched. Surely the crew could have sorted one sooner. Yes, you wouldn't have a plot, but you just have to suspend your disbelief a bit too much. But anyway, yes, going back to my original point. So they meet, so Ed meets that cruel woman, doesn't he? Yeah. 
Oh, yes, we need we need to discuss that because I have issues with that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that develops over a series of a few episodes. Um, yes, no. the whole... The whole... Um, Can I raise it? Janelle thing. Yes, that was... Oh, that annoys me like no end. But what, but what I'm saying is you've got the world building side and you've obviously got... Um, they rushed it because they focused on the Kelly and the Cassius romance when they really shouldn't nah, have. Too they much. should have focused on... Captain Ed Mercer and Lieutenant General Tyler, or Talaya? Talaya, that's it, Talaya. She was really Talaya, yeah. Thank you. Well, you get a show, not tell. Whereas if you're going to have this whole... Again, it's the whole payoff. You don't get a payoff because we actually haven't seen any of it. We see her have a drink with him, and then, oh, we're off going to have... Off going to have a um, holiday. holiday. Yeah, you needed needed a few more scenes between and built into a couple of episodes. Whereas we needed less of the Kelly Cassius romance. It should have been... Switched yeah. around. Yeah, I do like, agree. He didn't know what to focus on. Yeah, but you know, but those episodes where they revisit the planets, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it does no, do good well building. It is, but but yes, I know there's a whole there is a whole more. universe out there. Yeah, but yeah, but things like that. Or, very, it is a very closed <sighs> universe. Yeah, when you look at it, like how many main planets they visit? There's mm. Earth, Cruel Planet, Kalon. Because that's because that's because that's because that's, that's one of the things I really liked about season three, the fact that you do get, as I said, the references to past events. So like, but how many aliens are in the union? Probably a lot. But there you go. How many do we meet? I don't know, four, five. Really? Yeah. Well, you talk about different species: Krill, Kalon. Well, eventually Kalon kind of yeah, comes the union, but but all those at the tables. How many do we meet? How many do we actually get to have? a understanding of none of them not many no um i would like to have seen the orville use its plasma to be as more often i think in the whole show they get used about twice Mm. in season one and you're just going it's a main piece of weaponry you (laughs) can't use the damn things um i think joan agrees with me in this one firestorm episode foreshadows isaac's betrayal is where I perceived it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but oh god, that episode. That's why the that's that's the other episode I had a big beef with, and I'm I'm fully I'm with not keen on it. Fully with Simon on this one. So this one is um, nightmares. Al- Alara uh, has this is there's an emergency. Doesn't save the guy, yeah. She doesn't save the guy. She she freezes, um, and it turns out she's had some trauma. I think because it was a fire, wasn't it, on the Orville, and she had trauma as a kid. Her parents tell her, didn't they? Mm, no, didn't he get... Well, it might have been five. Yeah, it was five. He's it. linked to that. So the first 15 minutes, I think, was great. And then weird things start happening on the ship. And it turns out, oh, of course, let's use the old, really irritating, cheap plot device. It's all in a simulation. Absolutely can't stand it. Oh, I just don't think it's a great episode. That, that's all. I've never got it. it that's why it, it's, it's this whole thing of she goes in there she writes the programme herself she's, she says she's not meant to tell anyone and then she goes through this thing where everyone has their own fears I get what they're trying to do it's a way for her to face her fear try and overcome the trauma but it's just done in such such a cliche it just feels like a lazy way of doing it and I just I can't stand things like that oh it was in a simulation oh it was all a dream I absolutely hate that storytelling plot device. So for me, that's always, always really, really, would have been bugged me. Uh, would have been better, I think, if her trauma she'd gone through was out in the real world and she's trying to cope with it. I think that just would have worked so much better. 
than what we got. I just that's, that yeah, that episode just bugged me no end. So I do I fully agree with you on that one. That one just didn't sit well with me. Um, season one peppered with Red Door style jokes that kind of faded out after that season. Yeah, I mean, see, season one. This is a you know, it's not as silly as I remember. And actually, I like. I mean, I still think maybe it could have scaled back on the toilet humour a little bit. I think for me, it was a little bit too much because, as you guys probably know, I've since in the past, I'm not really a fan of toilet humour. Um, but you know, it, I liked the tonal. I like the tone of season one where it's a bit more light-hearted, a bit more, bit more. You know, don't get me wrong; it's still got some interesting issues they explore, you know. But it's a bit more light-hearted. But it's a bit more fluff. Whereas, obviously, two and three. It has a complete tonal shift. I don't think that's that's not a criticism at all. It's it's a bit more, I said, more serious, gritty. But I like the fact you had that with season one, and I think it's kind of a nice balance. And it's it's great because it shows the evolution. The show's gone from one to three, and I don't think that's a bad thing. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but I enjoyed season one a heck of a lot more uh, watching it through again. Can we point out a good thing that we both agree on? The fins of the soul of the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or heart of the show, whatever you call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're the one of the most realistic elements of the whole show because the whole issue is half the crew don't have any character element at all. No. No. Um, and when they do, you get the whole John Tyler relationship crap where it's a bit like one or two dimension and it's a bit like, oh, for yeah. God's sake, like, but but you get I said um, Claire and Isaac that was beautifully developed, um, and you could and you could see as you said as the season went on I think I'm trying to feel what the turning point was since uh, there was that, that episode where they're stranded on the planet. Season one. It was season one. Um, oh yeah, uh, into the fold. So the crew set out to save Doctor Finn, her two sons, and Isaac after their shuttle gets thrown into untitled space. So, yeah. So that, from that point on. Yeah, and I think it's really, and Claire and Isaac's relationship had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of. Up, but that, but I think it's staying true to what relationships in general are like, and particularly for Claire and Isaac, because obviously Isaac is, um, he's not able to experience emotions, is he? Um, for some reason, watching about the finale, I've had a, I thought he got his the. Emotions back, but I must have. No, he has it briefly, but it doesn't work because he was, uh, was it an earlier Kalon model or whatever yeah, it was? Yeah, like episode before, two episodes before. Yeah, but um, yeah, Claire and Isaac's relationship I thought was wonderfully developed. Uh, and I, 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 you know, I did love, I loved Claire tearing into Lamar. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> she absolutely roasts him about giving this him advice. I'm in the minority, but those sort of elements I wasn't keen on in the finale. It was the whole... That was a bit... I felt like the show had gone backwards. I felt like it had gone back to season one with the whole... Um, Mocklin thing and then Claire shouting it. Yeah, it was funny, but that wasn't what the show was by mm. season three. That's what they were doing in season one. Yeah, I mean, I think with the finale, I mean, I know you, you felt... That. I was a bit underwhelmed. Yeah. And no, I, I, I liked it more... This time round, yeah, I think I think really, I, I mean, the way I read the finale, at least that aspect, the comedic aspect, is because you had a heavy couple of episodes. Particularly, said you know, Charlie's 
death and stuff. But it didn't sit well for me for what no. they were trying to do Sorry. in that finale. Mm. I think they picked the wrong jokes for the wrong episode. No. Yeah. Uh, it didn't really bother me, so I, I, for me... It's... Well, again, it's chalk and cheese. Like, yeah. It's a problem for me, and it's the thing with the um, introduction of the crew. It's the thing I do like, not bother. I don't no. get it. No, but it, no, no. Yeah. It's, it, it's just my personal opinion. I just, it, yeah. I just, That's why I'm... I, I get the finale, but there is a, mar- a large proportion of it where I'm going, really, guys? Like you, you chose that. But um, one of the things you know we're talking about is the kind of the relationship thing. So I think Ed and Kelly's relationship was done well. Yeah, that was done really well. Um, I I always thought the the you had know, a great cast of characters who had good chemistry. It's really well acted. One of the things, but one of the things I really do want to bring up, and I don't know if it's if it's the thing is like you're not bothered about, but I've got to mention um, Gordon and Laura Higgins. Oh yeah, I've always enjoyed that. I said that yeah. from day one, yeah. and you've kind of I think like, like yeah. before we what did this, I think you were like, what really? I, I don't remember that at all. And I spoke to him about it recently when. Because I reminded him of season three, and he's been like, "Oh, because there's two episodes, yeah." So the first, so you know, Gordon falls in I've love. I've always loved them. I've yeah. always loved them, and Jamie was there like, "What, really?" And he's watched them back, and he's fallen in love with them. So Gordon, I think it's in season two. I'm trying to think of. Why do you have a peak? So, oh yeah, last, so the first episode's lasting impression. So the crew f- f- opened a time capsule from 2015. Tim Russ, I think. Yes, it is Tim Russ. Um, and Gordon. Lisa Meester. Huh? Lisa Meester. Yeah. I have no idea what that's That's right. who she is. Yes. Who's played by. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Gordon falls in love with, um, well, a woman who's was 400 years obviously uh, gone. Uh, but from from the from the capsule, they get her phone, and from there, you get like, texts and emails, and he's able to create a simulation based on her her real life personality, and he falls in love with her, and it's it's absolutely wonderful. I'm like, and the crew act the way kind of Eddie Kelly kind of acts out. This is a bit weird. It's like, well, why is it weird? She was a real person, and for me, because obviously Gordon is a kind of character who's kind of like the jokester. He's the, yeah, he's the light relief. He's yeah. And he comes across maybe, right. and not in, a, not in. A, I'm not saying this in like a negative way, but he comes across as kind of a little bit, kind of like, like jokey, immature in a way, but not necessarily about him. But he falls in love with Laura, and I think you show he shows a real maturity, and particularly I've seen in the season three episode, um, which is uh, twice in a lifetime. He actually ends up getting married to her, and I think again, my point is they should have. Got the um, the techno babble, and then gone straight back to yeah, the time period without yeah. bothering him. But um, but I think it showed a real bit of maturity to Gordon, a bit of character growth. So those two episodes, I uh, I really really enjoyed. Um, and whilst we're on the positive, one of the episodes I've and Simon already knows I'm gonna which one I'm gonna say. One, the, I think it probably is my favourite episode of the Orville. I've got to put out a mention to the episode of Tale of Two Topers, season three. That episode is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Because, you know, I mean, I'll read out the plot anyway. Uh, right. So, 
Um, tensions between Kelly and the Mocklands result when she helps Toby prepare for the Union Point entrance exam. So we'll see. This is the episode where Toper finds out he originally was born a girl, and because Toper's been struggling emotionally, you know, with herself, of you know, I don't know, you know, I'm something's not right here, and the way it explores this whole this whole situation, I think was just done just so well, and. It just and again, it's that whole because that, that whole thing with Topa. It's been a story from season one. It's developed over a few episodes because you've also got the um, the Mocklin female movement as well, haven't you? Uh, special mention to uh, Dolly Parton being the inspiration for that movie, which I absolutely love. Dolly Parton, I thought that was just great. Um, anyway, sorry, going going off a tangent, but I just thought that episode was absolutely fantastic, and it, and it, and it's. Because that's the thing about the Orville as well. As a show, it's very much uh, been influenced in a good way by Star Trek. Because obviously, Seth MacFarlane is a huge Star Trek fan, isn't he? He was in it twice. Yeah, and uh, if I recall, I think I think Rick Berman is actually what well, is or was part of the um, producers of the Orville, wasn't he? If I recall. Yes, yeah, some of the production team are. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so. Um, so for me, that was just like a that felt like a, a classic episode that you would get in Star Trek, you know. Um, and for me, it was yeah. So I just got to mention that episode because that is one of my absolute favourite ones. That is, uh, which I absolutely you know, which is absolutely fantastic. So I and mean, you know, there's there's a few other really 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 there's some really really good episodes throughout the Orville, uh, but that probably for me stands out as one of the top ones. Yeah. So, I think you would agree. I think you agree, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, the original season one and two Union Shuttle looks like the twenty uh, thirty one ninety Federation Shuttle from season four of Discovery. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that's it's a minor thing, but I have put as um, uh, where is it? Uh, I think I put it as a as a positive. Trying to think where I put that. Yeah, so oh, um, we like the, the newer one, don't we? Like season three one. Yeah, so we really like the design of. Well, I really like the design of the Orville ship. I know we differ a bit, but I, the, the new shuttles and the redesigned the old ones in season three. Yeah. Yeah, season three looks beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous. and I love the way they redesigned some of the sets. Like the bridge looks wonderful with the kind yeah. of extra things, and they redesigned the CG model of the ship, mm. so it's even better than the original one. Because the one Egan must made, I think, in season one and two. Mm. But they made it even fancier. Yeah. Even so, more high detailed. Yeah. Um, the identity episode reminds me of the juxta- same just juxtaposition seen in Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. End, end of the beginning episode with the events of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Grant Ward's Hydra Betrayal reveal. No. Um, the security officer, so, um, is the Jadzia and Ezri Dax character. Mm. Um and then one of my last probably one of the last couple of points I've got is Domino gives me Star Trek a new uh, Star Wars a new hope trench trench run vibes mm. and I would like to have seen the dress uniforms used more often yeah I didn't really use them much today only one yeah, once once or two yeah um, is that all you've got for your points yeah uh, so some of the other things I've mentioned about um, born back characters and reference events from past seasons 
Um, so Ed's Cruel Daughter, The Mocklin Female Oppression and The Waitress from a Democracy Planet from season one. Yeah, uh, I felt that was a bit random as well in the finale. was a little bit. But I, I get the feeling she was kind of shoehorned in to maybe be a replacement for Charlie. That's what I think. Maybe. If they do a fourth season. Um, well, I'm assuming she might go off to do the Academy or whatever. Quite possibly. Um, I say I like how time travel stories are written, so interesting and made easier to understand. I've said, I've said about certain real life issues explored, so I've mentioned about Topa. Um, oh, I also, I thought it, it was interesting, kind of, uh, Bortus were getting addiction to porn and him implying to cigarettes. But, you know, I mean, it's kind of, particularly the cigarettes, it's kind of played for last, but it, it is, you know, it is a real addiction. Um, and this is just, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, I think I've mentioned about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, this is just a completely minor thing, but it just really stuck out to me. I love the subplot. I can't remember what episode it was, but where Gordon convinces Borges to grow facial hair. This is moustache, which just made me absolutely so flipping funny. Uh, particularly, I mean, yeah, Cardin was an arsehole character, but it must be he did make me laugh sometimes when he goes, Borges, that looks completely ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought it was fun, them dancing in that club. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... I think that's it. I mean, really, you know, I mean, you know, and it's, and it, I think, for, and I've said kind of, kind of also, you know, it's an optimistic sci-fi set in the 25th century, influenced by Star Trek, we exploring new worlds and new species, I mentioned you, for you. And I do agree to an extent, probably a bit of lack of it, but it's a great alternative. I mean, if, you know, if you, if, if you're not into the new Trek ticket, like Discovery, or, or the Orville is a great alternative. It is a really good alternative. Um, but I really like you know I, I really enjoy the show I mean you know I do have some issues with it but probably not as much as you probably do but overall I think it's a really really good series um, and there were they said you know the things we kind of discussed the things we would we would kind of change like focus on one thing less of that you know but I think for the most part we pretty much agree there's only a few points I'm like yeah not quite sure about that but but overall, it's a really, really fun series. Um, certainly worth checking out, guys, if you haven't seen it yet. Although I realise we've kind of spoiled things now <laughs> before we said spoiler. Well, I think that if you're listening to it, you will have seen it. So Yeah, but, you know. Um, but, yeah, hopefully there'll be a season four. There hasn't been anything confirmed. If there is, then obviously maybe in a couple of years, if I do a few more seasons or a couple more seasons, maybe we'll do like a part two add on to this maybe um, but um, <clears throat> I've, I've, read, I've read all my points out there's nothing really um, more to really really say so um, oh, I did like Yafit as well yeah it was great Yafit so that's the, do you know what species he was was he ever said he was just this green uh, I, say, I don't want to say goo because it's but he had some really nice character moments and it's a shame that the actor passed away yeah for season three yeah 
Yeah, but wasn't Yafik still in season three? Though, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he might have recorded stuff before. Yeah, but yeah, uh, again, I liked that as well because he had a big crush on Claire, and that kind of developed to respecting Isaac, and actually him and um, Ty worked together during the Kalon invasion, uh, yeah. which I thought was really cool. So yeah, yeah, just a small thing, but yeah, I I like it, and it's it's a really enjoyable show, and I definitely would recommend it. Uh, I think we both will. I know Sid said you have your issues with it, but are you glad I got you to into it? Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that's us done. I think that is us done, yeah. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. Um, should we mention what our next one's going to be? Could do. Yeah. So our next one is going to be April Fool's episode, um, which is uh, <laughs> how, how, how we think Porthos would save the day. Well, it's more what if Porthos yeah. saved the day. What if yeah. Porthos saved the day. Uh, so, yeah, and obviously we'll be joined by Wayne and Jude from Checkmate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's it all for now, guys. And, uh, yeah, take care of yourselves and we'll be back soon. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.